Ladies and gentlemen, we got a special version of the Football Scoop podcast this morning. It's Monday morning. Michigan beat Purdue. Um, Michigan's facing quite a week up there. So uh, I brought Zach Barnett on, uh, who just wrote a nice little article on footballscoop.com about uh, the current situation in Michigan, where uh, Michigan is begging anyone to write articles saying they will threaten um, to seek an injunction should the Big Ten uh, seek to take action without Michigan completing their investigation, which they have implied, Santa Ono, the president of the university, implied they got to wait for the NCAA. I mean, this could take months, if not years. And, I, you know, Michigan feels like we should probably wait months, if not years, to see where this goes. And then we'll talk to the Big Ten about this, maybe. Zach, catch us up. Give me your thoughts. Yeah, so Michigan is clearly just trying to kick the can down the road and cash in on what very well could be their best chance at a national championship for the foreseeable future uh, due to, you know, the, the state of the Michigan roster and all that stuff that we don't need to get into. So they're trying to kick the can down the road. And obviously they're, they have a leg to stand on of due process. Like we are, this isn't really a legal issue, but we are a nation of laws. So it, it's easy to be sympathetic to them to be like, Hey, we got to wait. But at the same time, they're doing it for cynical reasons. Everyone else in the Big Ten is cynically arguing, especially Ohio State. Like, you got to punish them now. Everyone's speaking from their own best interest, self-interest here. Um, but I, I, if, if I'm the president of the University of Nebraska, the University of Illinois, and I have really no dog in this hunt, but I have no reason to be sympathetic for Michigan, and I see that they're threatening legal action, my response to that is I'm getting on the phone to uh, Rosemont and the Big Ten offices and say, let's suspend Jim Harbaugh right now, within the hour. Let's do it. Uh, because A, that's going to draw blood for Michigan. Clearly, they don't want that to happen. And if you've been wronged, if you're the other Big Ten schools and there's a human need to want to get even when you've been wronged and to draw blood. And also that if you want to sue us, let's go to court. Let's see what, let's open up these hoods and let's get some documents. Let's get some discovery going. And let's really have some fun here. Zach, the current Michigan players, there are two camps out there on this. One camp says the current Michigan players shouldn't um, be subject to penalty. You know, we shouldn't take away their chance to play for a conference championship, for a national championship. The other camp is the opposite, saying the only reason why they've won some of these games is because they knew the other team's plays. And so they were able to stop opposing touchdowns. They were able to attack defenses. Uh, they, they've done so well because they knew the play. So you should suspend these exact players. Uh, when you watch the sidelines, it's pretty hard to think that people did, <laughs> the coaching staff, the players didn't all know what Connor Stallions was doing and what was being orchestrated by those in Michigan. So where are we on the camp of should the current Michigan team players be subject to penalties associated with all this i have no sympathy for that argument at all just because of what what you said michigan players i i believe were somewhat victimized here because i'm sure they weren't i'm sure jim harbaugh didn't get up and say hey guys we know the their signals and here's how we learned them and isn't everyone cool with that there's no need for them to know that specifically but other players were victimized more than michigan players uh if you're ohio state your your team you could credibly argue was denied two Big Ten championships because of uh, Michigan's actions. And I'm sure there are players like that were injured against Michigan. And you could go back and say, 
I was injured on this specific play because the Michigan players knew exactly where I was going to be. And I was compromised in a vulnerable position due to Michigan's rule breaking. So I have no sympathy for that argument whatsoever. And I'd be extremely weary of uh, Michigan graduates in the media making that argument on their alma mater's behalf. Zach, uh, Jim Harbaugh sat uh, on his own volition the first three games of the season, right? And uh, Michigan rotated who would serve as game day head coach during that process. Connor Stallions did not sit those first three games. And Connor Stallions, we've all seen the videos, is in the ear of Jesse Menner. He's in the ear of Sharon Moore. Um, those two guys acted as head coach in Jim's absence. If you're going to sit Jim Harbaugh, you're penalizing Mentor and, and Sharon Moore also, right? These are the guys who literally are w- listening for Connor Stallions to tell them what the opposing offense or defense is calling, and then they'd make their calls or their adjustments. You got to sit those guys too, right? So if you're sitting Jim Harbaugh and all of his coordinators, where do you draw the line? That's a great question. I think the most fascinating thing about this discussion is trying to put yourself in Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti's shoes because you can't not do nothing because then you're going to alienate 13 of your 14 constituents. Or you're just allowing cheating. You mean you'd, you'd alienate yeah. all of college football. Yeah. And if we get six months pass and the, the NCAA investigation comes out and it turns out, yep, Michigan cheated and we essentially caught them red-handed and you let them get away with it, like you're going to have riots on your hands. So you can't not do nothing. But at the same time, you know, there there is due process. And if somehow um, it comes to pass that Michigan is somehow exonerated from this, which seems unlikely, but certainly possible, and you come out and say, today Michigan is ineligible, then Michigan is going to like, you're going to get sued and lose. And Michigan is lightly rightly going to be outraged at that. So you're sticking your neck out tremendously if you come out and say Michigan is ineligible before the NCAA. So I can understand the Big Ten's hesitancy to take such a drastic step. So that's why like I first saw, you know, reports from a Michigan um message board saying, hey, it looks like Jim might be suspended, which seemed to me like this is going to be kind of a negotiated settlement to where, you know, a compromise to where you're not stepping in to the action happening on the field. You're not stepping into the standings and vacating wins, but you're still trying to hold Michigan accountable while waiting for the investigation to run its course. Um, So I think the, the fact that Michigan is now coming out against this is interesting to me because I, I would have thought that if you're Michigan, you could live with this. Uh, But yeah, you can't obviously it wasn't just Jim Harbaugh who was uh, aiding in this and aware of all this, like the the coordinators are just as culpable, but then do you suspend the entire coaching staff? That that's not really realistic. So Jim as the figurehead, uh, I think made sense, but then has it, has it, this is not a rhetorical question. Has any head coach ever been suspended twice in the same season for two different violations? Like there there's, Rules in the NCAA rulebook about we're going to hold head coaches responsible for rule breaking under them on the org chart. So how do you not have, you know, major lack of institutional control, you know, not death penalty, but close to death penalty type sanctions if your head coach is suspended twice in the same season? 
if the NCA doesn't ultimately come down with a show cause on Jim for this, just get rid of the NCA. I mean, this is prevalent throughout the whole staff. You got the coordinator sitting there waiting on this analyst to tell him the, the stolen uh, signals and interpret what's going on, what they're going to call based on his video evidence surveillance from other uh, stadiums. If you don't call this lack of institutional control uh, and you know head, this falls in the head coach plus his coordinators, plus anybody else involved, I truthfully can't imagine Michigan allowing this to get to discovery because the attorneys would ask for everything. Uh, the attorneys would make the NCAA's investigation look like a joke. And it wouldn't take more than a week uh, with access to their servers and to interview people. And the case was made already. This thing would move very quickly. Now, they would, because attorneys enjoy billable hours, they would drag this out for quite some time. But they would know the truth very, very quickly. And I don't think we get that other than a lawsuit. And I just can't imagine Michigan opening themselves up to that litigation. I mean, this could this would destroy Ward Manual. This would go all the way through athletics. Anybody who approved paying for this is out. Anybody who didn't have the controls in place to stop this from getting paid is out. Anybody who was on the sidelines observing and said, how, do, how does that guy know? How does he telling us what all the plays are? Anybody who's implicit, they're all done. They'll never work in, in athletics again. So um, I, I just can't see how Michigan allows this to happen. No. And I think um, I, I, I keep going back to what I do if, if I'm Tony Petiti. And my two, I, I think the, the only two uh, real ways to make this fair and make this right without overstepping your bounds are totally unrealistic, but I think ultimately would make it fair is that Michigan, you got to tell the other team what plays you're running. Like we're, you, you had an unfair advantage. You're going to give the, the, your final, what are it, three opponents? Like, Hey, you still got to stop them. So you're going to, if you can go out and win and the opponent knows exactly what you're going to run, then it's hard to argue against that. The other thing is like, you want, you, you don't want to step in here and get ahead of the NCAA and say Michigan's ineligible. But at the same time, you don't want Michigan to win the Big Ten championship. Like, it's not in the Big Ten's best interest. It's in, it's in the Big Ten's best interest for Michigan to lose on the field. So you let it ride. If they lose to Penn State this Saturday, great. That's fantastic. But at the same time, the Big Ten is going to profit in the short term from all the interest in Michigan. Like, you're looking at the most watched, the most heated, the biggest Michigan-Ohio State game in the history mm -hmm. of the biggest rivalry in college football. I mean, that game could get 20 million viewers. Easily. And so, at the same time, it's in the Big Ten's best interest for Ohio State to win this game. So, if David Stern is the commissioner of uh, the Big Ten, he's calling in Bennett Salvatore and Joey Crawford and Danny Crawford, and they're refing this game, and he's – He's telling somebody who's telling somebody who's telling somebody that, hey, Ohio State needs to win this game and you need to make that happen. And it's nothing's there's no phone calls going to be subpoenaed, but it's known that Ohio State's going to win this game. And I'm half joking, but if the if David Stern was running the Big Ten, that's that's 100 percent what would happen, because that's in the best interest of the conference. Then Michigan's not in the playoff because their schedule's a joke. They go to the Peach Bowl or whatever. 
Who cares? It's an exhibition game. And then the NCAA investigation can run its course and you don't have a blood on your hands, Big Ten championship, national championship that's going to embarrass the conference down the line. All right, so I've got a couple things going on. I have enjoyed Zach saying all year, Michigan's played no one. Their season starts this week. So they got this game. Maryland is is falling off the face of the earth. So they got Maryland, but then they got Ohio State. So they got a two-game season coming up before they get to the conference championship. have enjoyed that throughout. Um, fast forward me, Zach. Well, actually, let's jump out of this matter specifically, and let's go to the Central Michigan thing where Connor Stallions is on the sidelines potentially wearing a recording device in his glasses. It appears he is. He's fully dressed out in Central Michigan coaching attire. He's got a team access credential that he's wearing, and he's there, and, and he's talking to people. Is This is the Friday night before Michigan's opener. Jim was suspended. It's a Friday night. So maybe you know you would normally say game night, or night before a game, coaches would all be at the team hotel, maybe somewhere out uh, at high school games. Maybe he went to East Lansing on his own. Yeah, man, I don't think so. Give me thoughts on how this impacts Michigan. Or does it impact Michigan? Here, Okay, so I've thought a lot about this, and here's what I think is the, the Occam's razor, the, the most likely outcome, is that Connor Stallion's – you know, he volunteered with the program for a long time before he officially came on staff. So he was probably known as the guy who has the goods on the other team's signals. And we know somebody was paying for this along the way because he, there's no way he was able to finance this. But like the coordinators, Sharon Moore, Jesse Minner, he, Connor Stallings was there before they got there. So they probably got there and, hey, Connor's our guy and he gets the other team's signals and we don't ask questions. Uh, we also know Connor Stallions is a highly motivated self-starter. Like this guy, he wrote a 500-page manifesto. He volunteered for Michigan while he was in the Naval Academy, while he was in the Marines. Like he's dedicated to Michigan football. So I think it's probably plausible. I think it's definitely plausible that he he was at that game on his own volition. Like I, I don't think Jim Harbaugh said, hey, if you can – Get a, go get yourself some, a Central Michigan polo and hat and get yourself on the Michigan State sidelines. I think it probably was Connor's our guy that gets the other team signals, and he has a budget to do that, and we don't ask too many questions. And I think he probably was there on his own. Uh, I could totally 100% buy that. On his own to help Central Michigan or on his own to scout Michigan State or both? To scout Michigan State. like. It was his role in the organization to get the goods on the other teams, on Michigan's rivals. And and so I think that I, I think it w- could have very easily been news to everyone at Michigan that, oh, my gosh, he was actually there on the sideline when we all found out about it at Central Michigan. Like, I, I don't think Jim Harbaugh said, hey, go get on the sidelines there. Um, but the, the idea that Jim wouldn't have known about the, the buying of the tickets and all that stuff is implausible to me. But. Connor Stallions, he was he was fanatically devoted to to doing his job. So I think he could have been like totally gone above board or beyond and and done this on his own. So how does he gain that access at Central? I'm sorry, from Central for the game at Michigan State. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly culpability here. 
on, on central Michigan's behalf as well. And that's something that we, and pretty much only we have, that's at an angle that football scoop has exclusively pursued and no one in the Mac or central Michigan is, is talking to us right now, but there was someone at central Michigan that had to approve. Oh yeah. Connor, come on. And, uh, we'll give you some gear and uh, you can be on the sidelines and we won't ask too many questions. Presents a problem for Jim McElwain at Central Michigan, to be honest. Uh, we've talked about this a little bit. So Jim McElwain and someone here, the athletic director is designee, has to sign off on a list of up to 50 people who can be allowed within the team access, the bench area uh, for that game at Michigan State. Uh, presumably they didn't put Connor Stein's name on there. Um, so they they either lied or and then they gave him gear to kind of hide who he was. It's it's a real bad look for Central Michigan. Uh, as Zach alluded to, I've reached out to the MAC itself and to Central Michigan. Uh, to their credit, uh, shortly before we started this podcast, the MAC finally responded to me. Their response was, "Please check with Central Michigan." I sought clarity. No response yet. Uh, Central Michigan, I checked with uh, two three hours ago again after checking with them Friday and uh, no response yet. So we'll continue to pursue that and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, imagine we had the Alabama LSU game this past Saturday. Imagine what a scandal it would be if we learned a couple weeks from now that Georgia's version of Connor Stallions was there videoing on in LSU gear on the LSU skyline. Like it would be hilarious and it would be a, a, a national outrage. <laughs> We can't even start talking about Kirby Smart and his, his tactics. This would be an hour-long podcast, and it would be amazing. All right, so Michigan's blustering. They're saying, oh, you know, we'll we'll seek an injunction. Jim will still get to coach. Um, I don't think that's real. Uh, I don't think Michigan truly wants that, although it might be real. They might look for the short term just to get Jim through the conference championship and the playoff. Who knows? Any other closing thoughts? You know, obviously we'll cover this. Uh, what any other thoughts, Zach? You want to throw out there before we finish this thing up? I, I, I mean, I really. This is the most fascinating story to me in college football in a long time because you have the fact that I think I keep going back to is that this is Michigan's year. Like by Jim Harbaugh's own estimation, he thinks they're going to have like twenty guys drafted. So he wants. He's made it clear if he can get an NFL job, he wants an NFL job. Like this is. You know, we had the, the last dance documentary of the 98 Bulls. This is Michigan's last dance in a lot of ways. Like the 24 team is not going to be as good as the 23 team. So Michigan is all in on winning a national championship, raising that banner, telling F the haters, we want it, and we'll deal with tomorrow tomorrow. So and the the pressure of the other Big Ten schools to step in is enormous. The Ohio State angle, they've been rightly wronged or feeling like they've been wronged. Um, I, I think the, the Ohio state Michigan game could be the most anticipated regular season game in a long time. Like I, every day that with each new chapter, I get more interested in this story. Agreed. I'll throw one more thing out there. Antonio Pierce, um, was at Arizona state cheated, uh, terribly got caught, um, got, you know, penalized at Arizona state goes to the NFL and he's now, you know, serving as acting head coach or maybe whatever interim head coach, whatever he is after Josh McDaniels was let go. Um, so my point there is you get penalized in college for something that honestly, if it weren't for the college, the NCAA rules, the NFL would be like, you scouted a guy, what's the big deal, but the rules are the rules. 
the NFL could kind of look past this. The NFL knows who Jim Harbaugh is. The NFL is like, hey, you either love the guy or you don't love the guy. The owners that have had an opening the past couple of years have passed on Jim. It's not to say the owners that have an opening this year or the next year will pass on Jim. Um, they know Jim. It, to the extent they want him, this isn't going to stop that. Yeah, if you're if you own an NFL team, you think you are king of the world. You're you you are a billionaire first of all, and you own one one thirty second of the most valuable sports franchise in the entire world. So the idea that Roger Goodell is like, hey, we'd really it'd be frowned upon if you hired Jim Harbaugh. You're gonna if you're that far along, you think this is the guy that's gonna get us to a Super Bowl. Who cares what you think, Roger Goodell? Like the, the idea that that's gonna stop, you know, the right owner from hiring Jim Harbaugh is fanciful in my mind. Well said Zach Barnett. All right. On Twitter, he is at uh, Zach underscore Barnett. I'm at football scoop. That's all we got for today until the next saga, the next page turns, the next leaf drops. We're out. Bye-bye.